Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Entertainment from the 573 Podcast. This podcast has been planned out for a long time now, coming to think of it. It is our Star Wars original trilogy podcast. Of course, me, Matt Mormon, Peter Lewis, we're all here to discuss everything that is the Star Wars original trilogy, from directing and casting what-ifs to things that have aged the best and worst. We've got, got it all covered in this podcast, so... Hope you guys enjoy. Uh, reminder, you can find us on Anchor. We're sponsored by Anchor. Thanks to them for sponsoring us. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you guys get your podcasts. So that being said, hope you guys enjoy the show. Got it. Han shoots first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't know anything about Westerns, you can tell that that's how that character needs to act in that situation. Well, actually, no, maybe maybe that's why, uh, you know what? Coming full circle, the sequel trilogy. Maybe that's why Kylo Ren is so Force-sensitive, because his father knew that shot was coming and used the Force to move his head out of the way. Oh, hey, there we go. Mm. Smart Peter in this <laughs> <laughs> Also his mom, I guess. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Uh, my next one I wrote down. This is a this is a small one, but it's so dumb. It's in the 2011 one, the Blu-ray. It's a R two R two hiding in the cave from the Tusken Raiders as they're uh, beating on Luke and uh, salvaging the uh, speeder. They, they, they digitally put like a rock in front of him, where it looks like you you immediately think, how did he get in there? Because R two's a chubby boy. <laughs> he, <laughs> It doesn't ghost to him. And that's not like my fat where you know, can kind of, you know. Right, it's metal fat. No, it, yeah. It's... R- R2 can't suck it in. Exactly. <laughs> R2's not me during that wedding photo I, I did a couple months ago. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just like weird things like that where you kind of think to George, what are you doing? Well, and, and that one, you know, the, he wants R2 to not be seen. Mm-hmm. Right, and so like I, I feel like that one honestly is only the epitome of these changes of George, where it's like, okay, in a vacuum for that one single shot, I do agree with the idea of having R two behind a big rock because that makes him more, you know, not seen. But in the big picture, Peter, you're absolutely right. That, it's, that's where that's where these special editions kind of fall apart is the big picture changes. And you know, that's a good point, getting to the mind of Lucas. Because we're starting to overthink it. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. Because when you see that scene originally how it is, and how the, the little cave is, the, the Tuscan Raiders, they're, they're straight up focused on that speeder. Yes. Oh, also speaking of that scene, uh, Ben Kenobi's new uh, yell to scare them off. <laughs> no, I don't think I've seen that. Oh, yeah. Google it. It sounds like... Oh, I have a descriptor from it, but it would have to get cut. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's very it's a very high pitched voice. Oh my! Yeah, it's it's uh. Matt, I know you haven't seen it. Uh, Ryan, have you seen the Goonies? Mm -mm. No. Do you know the? Okay, so there's a character named there's a character named Sloth, and his famous line is uh, as he's about to uh, rope his way down to a pirate ship, he yells, "Hey, you guys!" (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of that obnoxiousness, but in a, in a higher pitch, and without the charm. 
<laughs> of a large man, of a large support man in a Superman suit, Superman t-shirt, jumping into action. <laughs> so yeah, that's a big, so that's a small one. And the last one I have for episode four, at least, was uh, the Jabba the Hutt reveal in the uh, hangar. Yeah. Hmm. Because what's great about the original trilogy is you keep hearing about this Jabba guy. It's like, oh, who's Jabba? And they never show you him in 4 or 5. But you know he's a big deal because, well, Han's in debt to him and he keeps sending people after him. Yeah. So when you finally see him in episode 6, like, oh, he is disgusting. I love it. <laughs> so, Peter, this is one of the comparison I mentioned pre-show. I'm going to go ahead and make him because you brought him up with Jabba. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting how people like the Jabba hints towards the, you know, I feel like Jabba, the idea of him not being seen until episode six is looked back on very fondly. But like you just said, right? The Knights of Ren, I feel like are treated similarly to the Jabba in the lead up. But going into episode six, Oh, I'm sorry, I mean, episode 9, I think all of us were probably saying we don't really care about the Knights of Ren anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's fair to the Knights of Ren, in hindsight. To be able to say, well, with Jabba, you know, we didn't see him, and it was this great mystery, and then he came in episode 6. Or, but then with Knights of Ren, we kind of crap on the lead-up to him. Well, I think it's actually kind of similar. Kind of. I kind of disagree. I would say mostly because in the press footage and advertising and, you know, just the whole, the entire marketing concept of Force Awakens, they showed us some pictures of the Knights of Ren. They did, and we saw the pictures, but we didn't really see them doing anything. Like, we just saw them. Yeah, and then when they finally get here, it's like, oh, that was... Why, why even include it? Well, but but honestly, though, I feel like going into episode nine, I don't, at least I was kind of like, I don't really care about them anymore. I'm kind of done with the Knights of Ren before it ever even happened. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying more of Knights of Ren is you kind of gave us a hint of what they at least look like and uh, never said anything until, you know, the last minute. Did they actually, oh, wait, no, the, there was a flashback. Yeah, sorry, flashback in Force Awakens. Right. The Disney mm-hmm. scene. But with Jabba, I would say they, they kind of had a good payoff with him because Yanuri starts with rescuing Han, and then we have Jabba appearing, and he's putting our heroes in a predicament. Oh, absolutely. The Knights of Ren, I mean, I think their biggest thing was they fight Kylo for six seconds. Right. Oh, I'm not they, saying that the payoff was anywhere near the same. I'm saying the lead-up. Okay, okay. Because, yeah, because the payoff is crap for the Knights of Ren. Yeah. Compared, especially when you compare it to Java. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying the fact that I feel like leading into 9, we all kind of gave up on the Knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas we all kind of applaud the idea of how well they restrained themselves with Java. I don't think that that's fair to the Knights of Ren. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I kind of get where you come from. I mean, again, I, you, you still know I'm on the side of Jabba. Oh, I am too. Yeah. But I, I think it was just kind of unfair to the, you know, you don't have to pick one or the other. I just think it was kind of unfair to one of them. Like, I love the whole Jabba thing, not seeing him for a long time, and then 
you know, here he is this giant, disgusting slug, literally the most vile thing in the entirety of the universe. Oh, yeah. he is just wonderful. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, me and my buddy Nathan, we were talking about this just the other day, how, you know, every obscure character, almost every villain in Star Wars, you know, you'll find a pocket of people who are like, you know what, I'm a big fan of that guy. You know, there are people who are, you know, hey, I'm a big fan of Geonosis, you know. Nobody says, I'm a big Jabba the Hutt guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what can I say? I love crime in these universes. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And, and, and by the way, one last change on the, uh, the, the New Hope, which might be my personal favorite, is McClunky. <laughs> the Disney Plus edition. Oh, okay, I haven't seen this. Yeah, this was... It was it was a pretty big thing whenever Disney Plus first uh, launched back in uh, what was it, October November oh my goodness yeah. Um, November <laughs> yeah and I just love the idea of George Lucas all these years later still tinkering with that because it is the the Greedo okay so Peter what it is is right before Greedo shoots first uh, it cuts. From Han, who says like, "What over my dead body?" It cuts. It cuts to Greedo with that straight shot, and he says, "McClunky," and then it cuts to the wide shot of the shooter. It still looks <laughs> just as bad as it ever did. <laughs> I absolutely love, 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 because I know I've done it in editing, where you just tinker with something for so long, and you start making these stupid decisions that you think look good. Because you've just been staring at the same thing for forty years. Like I haven't been doing it. I haven't done it for anything that I've been looking at for forty years. But I have done it for things I've looked at for like three hours, right? Mm-hmm. And I just love the idea of all these years later, George Lucas still went in that edit bay and was just like, "Man, something about that Greedo and Han scene." <laughs> you know, okay, we got, we got Greedo shooting first. That's good. You know, that that's what the people really like. But just something's missing. And then the light bulb goes off. Aha! McClunky! <laughs> <laughs> and he put that in there. 40 years later. Was that, my, actually, was that actually a George Lucas edition? It was. And wow. uh, apparently there were plans at some point in time for uh, Fox, I guess, to re-release the, new, the original trilogy with more changes. And that was the only change that snuck into the version that was bought by Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the version that is on Disney Plus is the McClunky the McClunky cut <laughs> at least the McClunky cut yeah we don't need a Snyder cut what are you talking about give us that <laughs> that, that yes. feels like something Disney would do to say like hey we introduced something in our Star Wars aww <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta see this now for that one I'm saying it is wonderful because it is, I mean, it is bad. It is, it is bad. It is dumb. It is stupid. And it just cuts that, you, you know the straight shot. It, it's the same shot they use every time that, that Han and Greedo are talking back and forth. And it just, it, it's like a quick one. Like, it's so quick that you almost go, wait, did that just happen? <laughs> yeah. And it just says, McClunky. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love the idea of George sitting there with a Coors Light and just going, I got it. McClunky. <laughs> like, it's so dumb. I, it's beautiful. Bless you, well, George. It would be, oh, I got it. McClunky. 
Oh, yeah. Well, let me think here. You know, I really like it. You know, we got Greedo in there, and really make, you know, make Mayhaw look like a good guy in this, in, this, uh, in this shot. I really like that. You know, it really, really takes them away from this character as a whole, but that's okay. It's a good inspiration for the children. You know, that's all, it's all, about, it's all about children. Right? <laughs> um, who cares with, you know, the, the sad old guy who watches as a child? You know, because he thinks, well, he's not a child anymore. <laughs> it's all about the children. And uh, they were child, but not, they're not child anymore. So, uh, you know what? I think the children would really like uh, like McClunky. So we're gonna put we're gonna put McClunky in there. And there will be a kid who says McClunky next to their parent who grew up with it, and they're just like, Stop. Stop. oh, there! I guarantee somewhere in this world there is a child whose favorite part of that movie, and he runs around in his underwear, just yelling McClunky, McClunky. And his poor father wielding his, you know, double-sided lightsaber and his Boba Fett helmet is just so bitter. He's ready to go to war. Yeah. yeah. You know, was, off Star Wars will come to Cleveland, man. Off topic, there was a uh, documentary called The People vs. George Lucas was, uh, went into... Uh, Pretty much this whole issue, like the changes and you know how Lucas has handled it in these past years, mm-hmm. and they showed a scene where this you know this guy who grew up a bit loved it hates the new stuff. They're they're talking to his his kids, and they're like, "Who's your favorite Star Wars character?" Like Jar Jar, and they just pan to him, mm. and the pain on his face was just <laughs> priceless. <laughs> It's like the original, like, crying Jordan. Oh. oh. <laughs> you can tell he's like, I, I failed. <laughs> That's the one time he ever quoted the previous, like, I have failed you, daughter. <laughs> oh. So, those are the big ones to episode four. Um, okay, through, just through episode four, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, there is, um, are we going to continue on with the changes through episode five, then? Oh, yeah, five and six. I got a, a okay. short list here. Because I actually really, really like, and this is one of those questions, Peter, of is it okay to change the art? Is it okay to kind of undo people's work? Here, here's uh, here's my thing. I agree as a creator, because Lucas's whole reasoning is actually kind of an interesting way of looking at it. He said uh, films are not... Uh, finished, they're abandoned. I was like, I don't know about that because once you release it, dear, that's kind of the final product to me. But I get, you know, right from his standpoint, you know, he, Lucas was always against the system. That's right. That was the whole reason. That was the whole reason uh, he went to Fox, I believe, because they just didn't give a two what he he, he was doing. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to say that when they gave eight million dollars, you know, nineteen seventy seven money. But hey, Hollywood's weird, kids. Yeah. <laughs> but what I would say is if you can make changes but don't act like the original people grew up on doesn't exist and suppress it because uh, in 2000 in the early 2000s I think 2002 to be exact Spielberg made some alterations to uh, E.T. which I imagine none of you neither of you ever seen no yeah okay you, you should it's actually it's actually a charming little movie it is I'm sure it is but he kind of freaks me out Oh, oh, you kidding me? 1980s puppetry? Oh, it's uncanny. <laughs> Unless it's Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Yoda. But yeah, uh, so basically,
basically there's a, the scene where E.T. Uh, has the bikes fly away. In the original scene, the cops had shotguns because, you know, they're cops and this is a situation. They're probably bringing the guns out. Well, he was like, oh, that's a little weird for a kid's movie, so I'm going to put uh, walkie-talkies on them <laughs> in their hands digitally. Which is, it's small, but it kind of, it just looks weird. But what he did was, for stuff like that, he released another disc of the original unaltered film. Yeah. Which I think is good. If you give people the option, like, because I think that's what the special editions would wrong. If he had given the people both versions, the his special editions and the original, I think we would never have had these problems. It would just look like, that's stupid, but, you know, we have the original still. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, also, uh, I think an Academy writer uh, years ago said, uh, Star, Star Wars won best uh, visual effects, editing, and production, or something like that. And they said if uh, if they had the ch- if if you were going to challenge those awards based on the special edition alterations, he said, yeah, you could probably take th- those awards away because this isn't the film we awarded those uh, accolades with anymore. Hmm. So I think that's an interesting thing. Uh, I think, okay, so the, the one I was going to point out where I think is, is really kind of exciting that debate is the replacements of the voice of Boba. Oh, yeah. And the replacements of the hologram of Emperor Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And I really like the new versions of all those. Like, to me, that's the best change in the special editions because of the continuity that it imposes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't think I... Here, I, I hear in your voice you don't agree. <laughs> well, well, since we're, so we're basically in episode five now, because those are two of those. Yeah, those are both episode five changes. Uh, I, I definitely agree with the uh, Emperor one, because, you know, yeah, we, the prequels. Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. We, we know how he looks for sure. I kind of like, you know, the old look... But, you know, it was never going to last with the prequels oh, in hideous. episode six. What? Oh, my. The old the old one looks hideous. Uh, it had that, like, uh, Far East Emperor vibe from, like, you know, the movies of the 40s. I kind of digged it. But, yeah, I get it. I, okay, I like so- it. Like, when you make changes for the sake of continuity with further installments, I think I'm okay with that. Okay. Oh, I should preface this. So... If you listen to all the entertainment pods, especially the Star Wars ones, you're probably wondering, does Peter like Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, growing up, indeed, it was it was fun. I never got into, like, s- some of my friends who were, like, really into the Expanded Universe stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I never got into that. The, the most I ever did was, like, hey, what did those uh, guards around Palpatine do? It's like, oh, they were this, and one of them was, like, really powerful. It's like, oh, that's cool. And that was it. I never read the books about them. I don't and while I had a lot of Star Wars toys, you know, they were in between, like, the aforementioned Power Rangers, uh, Transformers, and, uh, do you guys ever have Playmobil? Mm-hmm. what? No. Uh, Playmobil. No. It, it's kind of the idea of, like, Legos. Google it. You'll, you'll kind of get an idea of what I'm talking about. It's kind of like dollhouses, but cool. 
Oh, sure it was, Peter. Well, the, the they, they sold the police officers with guns, so that's pretty bad. <laughs> like, like legit, all black pistols. It's from, it's from Germany, so they don't get. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I definitely remember growing up with Star Wars, but not super obsessed with it, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. I appreciate it mostly for what it did for film, because you know. So you have to have at least one film guy on a film podcast. Yep, and you're oh, it. No. Are you calling me not a film guy? Yes. <laughs> By your own admission multiple times on this show. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but Matt, I know you're mm-hmm. super in. You're, you're, you're pretty into it to a good extent. It, yeah, I, I, don't do, I don't do the EU stuff, but I'm very deep into the movies. Yeah, you're attentive to it. Yeah. So was... Boba Fett a clone? Yes. Okay. He's a clone of Django, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. It, it was an unaltered. Because, like, all the clone troopers were altered for and trained for the, uh, you know, to be in the army. Okay. But I believe that the Kaminoan, uh, the Kaminoan, the, the Kam- Camino or I don't know long neck people. Yeah, the long neck people on Camino. (laughs) Um they they said that he was an unaltered clone, so he would be just like Django. Okay. Now that's that was my key, unaltered. Yeah, Yeah, because it's not like like Django didn't do a dirty like Palpatine had boy. It was an unaltered clone. Artificial insemination or something like that, I guess. Essentially. Yeah. Well, it was just like the clone troopers, but without the obedience. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, therefore, being exactly like Django, he would sound like Django. Well, that's what always, that's what confuses me still, because... So, is is he, I guess... He's not 100% a clone, but he is basically a clone. Uh, he is 100% a clone. Okay, so I guess yeah. in that case, like, there the is no makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah there's well, no it, it is just a, they took Django's DNA and created a kid and instead of putting him through the program and, you know, altering him and doing all the things they did for the army, they just said, okay, this is the kid. Okay, in that case, I'm fine with the change. I hate that the original actor loses the credit, but... That, that is a shame, Yeah, right? that, like yeah. that, that, that sucks. The, the Emperor stuff. It, it, it is a shame that that original work gets lost, but uh, for the sake of the continuity, I'm okay with it. This might be the most you and me have ever agreed on the idea of continuity in Star Wars compared to our sequel reviews. <laughs> well, there's not a whole heck of a lot of continuity through the rest of the deep end, so <laughs> leave, it, leave it to the original trilogy to, to unite the fandom. That's fair. And bring Matt and Peter together. <laughs> it's a miracle these days. So yeah, uh, those are the those are the two of the three I had. The big one, and the reason there's not many in a empire that are super critical or obvious besides you know like uh the windows in uh, cloud city yeah yeah is because you know uh urban kershner directed this one and i think because of the success of episode four and also the supreme difficulty of working with george lucas even back in the day 
Because <laughs> uh, the original ep- cut of episode four was hot garbage. <laughs> like, if they released it, it would have tanked so hard. Yeah. Hmm. Thank God for his first wife. <laughs> <laughs> who, who will never be talked about again. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so he didn't really have as much control here, and it's pretty clear because it's so damn good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the big change was the uh, the last one I really had that was obvious to me was the uh, the Wampa. Yeah. And how that... the original, it was the uh, Jaws situation. Now, I know for sure you've never seen Jaws. Well, I haven't, but I have heard a lot about Jaws. I, I've heard a lot of the Jaws effect. The, the shark never worked. Yes, and so, so it went from being a scarier, exactly, to not show the shark mm-hmm. until you absolutely had to. And little Peter, seeing that for the first time, because you only get a glimpse of the Wampa when he basically uh, eats Luke off the uh, uh, Tauntaun, and then from there it's like, oh, where is he? Where is he? And the new shots, you know, the Wampa eating is like, you know, I, I guess it's gonna see the Wampa diet, but. <laughs> 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 really into the nitty-gritty of Star Wars. But I don't know, it just seems like in that moment, it kind of, especially with Luke uh, using the Force, I think it makes it a little more impressive and uh, a little higher stakes to not see the Wampa doing his thing. I, I agree. It's scarier mm. without seeing him until, yeah. <laughs> like, he's attacking you. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't need to see the abominable snowman eating on the bone. <laughs> like he's eating this giant chicken leg, and it's just, <laughs> what, whatever. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Could, I could, yeah, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> That's really the big ones I had for episode five. Again, not many major changes because Lucas's involvement was pretty much Fox telling him write the story and <laughs> off. You'll get your you'll get your toy money when it comes out. <laughs> Uh, episode six happens. Uh, so, are you are you ready for uh, <clears throat> my uh, performance? Mm-hmm. Oh no! All right, this is the unalt. This is the altered special edition, ladies and gentlemen. Star Wars episode six uh, in Jabba's palace. Because there was none of that at all. Like, there was 
you know, you got the uh, the green alien who is essentially a stripper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, well, dancing around the acid is. And, you know, there's a little scene with that, you know, they're in Jabba's palace waiting for Luke to show up, right? That's, it shows Leia in the slave outfit. It shows Han on the wall, right? Mm-hmm. But that scene in the original version is not long at all. Yeah. And there was a song, but it fit the universe. It fit well, the idea of what Jabba's palace would be like. And it wasn't a full musical number. No. It was, no. It was a cantina. It was like background music. It was subtle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it was what music is in, you know, a Star Wars movie. Not a full-blown choreographed musical number. Like, yikes. I cannot imagine. Like, I would love to somehow put myself in the shoes of somebody who was watching, you know, hey, all right, the special editions, you know what? I love Star Wars. I'm such a big Star Wars fan. I bet these special editions are cool. I bet they made them even better. <laughs> and my favorite movie of them all is Episode Six. I've already seen them. I know the story. I don't need to watch the story. I just want to jump straight into Episode Six. <laughs> all right, here we are. Jabba's house. I bet they made this cool. <laughs> oh, me, yay! <laughs> what the? <laughs> That's when you realize, oh, what other nightmares await me in four and five. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> I, just don't, I don't get George Lucas sometimes because he, <laughs> he went through a phase. I mean, he's still in a phase of like, you know what? Star Wars, it, it was for kids, so I got it's got to be for kids forever. <laughs> what child would see that and be like, what? Because, <laughs> again, I, I pretty much never saw the special editions until I probably middle school when the stupidity of them were pointed out to me because again i had the original and altered on vhs sure i didn't need need special editions at all i'm just trying to wonder what five-year-old peter would have reacted to that (sighs) i would have been like mom i'm scared (laughs) yeah yeah yes yes you are thank god there was no 3d2 otherwise that like uh the guy who jumps out like oh my you imagine how that guy wrecked your living room I, 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 don't, I don't think you guys would ever met me. I would have died on the spot. Yeah, that is. There would have been oh, news stories gosh. about five-year-old boy from uh, Ohio dies of uh, <laughs> completely being scared by a Star Wars film. Yeah, because the furry sing-along guy. <laughs> also, that CGI just it did not age well. No, but practical effects age well because they were real. Mm-hmm. Right. So the shadows were, were natural. You can tell, like, oh, that's a real thing. It may look a little phony, but it's real. CGI, I mean, it, it's just too clean. Well, it's not It's not real. And, and even, like, episode one doesn't really hold up that great. No. Like, some of episode two looks like a bad sci-fi film. Yeah, there, there's some of it that looks okay, though. You know, like, Geonosis, I think... I've always thought Genos looks pretty good. Yeah. And then episode three is pretty good with, us, with, with their work. Oh, I'd say so. I think episode three is fantastic for the effects and still holds up perfectly well to, you know, pretty much anything today. But man, yeah, some of it from back then, it, it, like that, you know, yeah. that's how it things age poorly. Some of the special effects age poorly. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like, yeah, like the, like the special edition. Additions. <laughs> So yeah, that was our that was the 
what, what a way to open episode six up. <laughs> Uh, the next thing I'm being swarmed by rebels. This is terrible. Uh, oh, Yubnub died. Oh, Yubnub. Yeah. I don't understand why making that change. I get you want to show, you know, the galaxy celebrating the end of it. Right. You know, I don't get that. You're on the Ewoks home turf. Sing, let them sing their song. Yeah. Yeah. Let them just play Yubnub. adorable. Through the whole thing. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I totally, I, I like the idea because, yeah, they added in going to all the different planets and seeing all the reactions of the entire universe. I like that. I, yeah. I, I like the idea of that. Okay. Yeah, I do too. Just have Yub Dub keep on playing. Uh, so, we're getting, so we open episode six of music, but let's get into the, let's get into the meat of it. Uh, Anakin Skywalker's ghost. Oh well, yeah. well, Peter, I'm I have that for I one of the things that aged the worst. Oh, I like I like aging that. <laughs> That's my life. No, you're not aging well, Peter. Oh no, I. That's <laughs> in the morning. I oh, it's. <laughs> I'm not gonna make it past fifty. Let's be real. No. <laughs> So Lucas's reasoning is that that's the that's how he looked when Anakin died and became Darth Vader. Yeah, like the last time we saw Anakin Skywalker, good. Wait, what's that? The, the last time we saw Anakin, good, basically. Right. It, it was yeah. The last time we saw Anakin being good, that's what it looked like. And like I said, I like the continuity changes. I like the changes of, of the uh, Palpatine. I like the change from Django or for Boba. Um. Problem is, this one is he goes back to being good at the very end. So, also, then this sets the precedent of like, I mean, I guess Luke never turned bad, but like, you know, why wouldn't Luke look like he did in episode six whenever he comes back as a force ghost? Because mm-hmm. that's what that was recognized. <laughs> yeah. Mm hmm. And also, don't you think Obi-Wan and Yoda are <laughs> Oh, they gotta be. Like, especially Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. It's like, I would much rather look at Yoda McGregor. He's like, I could have looked like, you know, my sex being self from back in the day. Oh, man, no, I have to go to the bars and all that stuff. Yeah. It's not like I look like the freaking, you know, molehill man that lived in the, <laughs> you know, dunes of most Iceland. <laughs> Uh, poor Obi Wan. Yeah, that, that's all the special edition things I don't care for. And the last one I have for episode six, uh, it is the stupidest one of them all. Really? It's, it's the one if you gave me the opportunity to change, I would even say, you know what? Greedo shooting first is stupid. <sighs> Jedi rocks, man. Jedi. It's kind of so bad it's good. I, you know, I. I can see a word, yeah. Like, there were times growing up where I got stuck in my head. If you remember, it was 1983. Cocaine was just starting to flood our streets. <laughs> yeah. If you watch it with that mentality, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know, wait, what is Peter saying? This is 97. Coke was Coke wasn't popular then. Who, yeah, what was George Lucas thinking when he made that? What was the big drug of the mid-90s? 
of them? Oh, yeah, probably. Well, that's a classic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that, that is what it is for our generation, I feel like. Yeah. Well, meth. No. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And opioids. And the big H, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Drugs are bad kids, by the way. Yeah, yeah they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. I'm serious, kids. Drugs are bad. I'm actually not, I'm actually being somewhat serious. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah they're, 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 don't do them. <laughs> um, so, here, what is your last change? Uh, this was the, also from the Blu-ray, Darth Vader saying no. No! <laughs> stupidest, stupidest, stupidest thing I've ever seen from George Lucas, and that's saying something. Because even five-year-old stupid Peter, who didn't want to eat his dinner that night, <laughs> understood what Darth Vader was doing there. He was looking at the Emperor, looking at his son getting electrocuted, um, and was like, you know what? I am Anakin Skywalker. And just straight up throws the Emperor off the ledge. I didn't need a, I didn't need Darth Vader saying no to understand what was going on in that moment because the whole film is about leading to that moment. Yeah. Luke says, there is so good in you, fire. It's like, there is nothing left of me. It's like, I get it. <laughs> but no, yeah. George Lucas thought, it's not clear enough. Listen, George, if a stupid, stupid kid like me could figure that out. Well, well, you see, Peter, um, the problem is that these movies are they're made, for, they're made for the child. <laughs> and the child, you know, uh, Darth Vader, he's wearing that helmet. Uh, you know, it's very iconic uh, helmet that I helped design. You know, my, my writers, my character design, you know, we helped make that, that really cool helmet for Darth Vader that uh, Disney showed me since we sold the rights to them. But, you know, that's fine. I'm not in deep dark depression or anything. But, uh, <laughs> you know, with that, with that helmet, it covers his eyes. And these movies are made for the, ch- the child's. And in order for the child to truly understand the whole saga, you need to understand the conflict within Darth Vader. And since you can't see his eyes uh, under that mask, so we made for him and we made a lot of money off that mask. <laughs> um, because of that mask, though, the, the, the child, they don't understand. As you see, Peter, without seeing his eyes, you can't see that he's seeing what he's seeing. So in order for the child to truly understand it all, I had to put in the nose. That's why those nose are necessary. George, I want you to know, uh, one of the computers is playing as the Emperor, and I am shooting him right now as a stormtrooper to uh, get my anger out on you. Uh, it's very unfortunate. I, I hate that you feel that way. <laughs> I, I wish you did. Uh, Alright, is that the last of the big changes that you had, Peter? Yeah, it's, it's something that with this original trilogy, it, it's best to get out of the way first, even yeah. though it's a God knows how long. Oh, you know, the, the, normal, the normal amount we talk about Star Wars. So. <laughs> oh, wait, how, how is my George Lucas impression? Yeah, I, I, I say the the tone of voice that you have is, is good. <laughs> is it pretty good? Yeah, the, the low tone, like, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of mumbly and r- r- rambling and repetitive. <laughs> that's him. <laughs> yeah, okay. I've been working on it. I've been practicing it. I've been getting stuff for this occasion. I forget what mine was. I know we did it for the Oscar one. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> oh yeah, you probably have the sense of it. <laughs> yeah, yours is a little bit more uh, profane than mine. Yours, yours is George after sitting in that edit bay for forty years. Well, I'm playing Star Wars Battlefront Two now. Game I, I don't really, I don't think I get money off of because I sold all the rights. 
playing as a first order stormtrooper. It's basically the, the same thing as you know, my <laughs> stormtrooper. But I guess it's got to be different now. Well, I can't play as Kylo. I can only play as this stupid black BBA. Now forget that. I should play something for real for once. <laughs> oh, Sith Trooper. It was only in the film for six seconds. Yeah, I'll play as it. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. It's fine. Shooting this guy with a chain gun who looks like, I don't know, got like a ball sack for a face. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, here's another Sith Trooper. He's jumping in front of the wall like an idiot because, you know, this game's still glitching. I just killed I just killed that uh, Yum Nub guy. Oh! Nine Nub? I don't think that one. I think just his species. Oh, I love Dino. <laughs> well, I'm George Lucas. I'm kind of a racist, so maybe it is him. I just think they all look alike. I mean, that is why Lando's dad is Mace Windu. No. <laughs> I don't know if that's canonically true. Uh, you. <laughs> go, go take a nap, George. <laughs> I should say, apparently... Uh, Matt, this is for uh, our 16-hour uh, episode 9 review. Apparently, Jana was uh, Lando's child. I'm sure it's in a book. <laughs> so my whole theory of classic Lando hitting on a woman <laughs> years younger than him was not true. Well, it still could be true. <laughs> in my mind, it should be true. Luke kissed his sister. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, Star Wars echoes. some interesting casting and director what ifs guys so i have a few lists pulled up and there's a whole bunch for han solo now of course we know we got harrison ford a great pick but here's a few names i don't know if matt will know them i think peter will um i recently watched the empire of dreams documentary so i might actually recognize some of these okay well so i'm on insider.com the first one i'm seeing is al pacino uh, he was a gangster. Yeah, he was. Many times. Yeah, he said, quote, it was mine for the taking, but I didn't understand the script. And honestly, who could blame him? <laughs> well, the guy who originally played Obi-Wan, or actually, no, I think Harrison himself said, George, you can write this stuff, but you can't say it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was literally what, uh, and Leia also, uh, Carrie Fisher had a very similar sentiment. Yeah. Uh, Burt Reynolds as well, he, he regrets turning down the role. He said, I just didn't want to play that kind of role at the time. I Now I regret it. I wish I could. I would have done it. I'm just thinking of him as his Smokey and the Bandit character. It's like, so, Luke, yeah. Want to get to Alderaan, eh? Well, it's going to cost you, son. Well, all right. Well, here's a couple others. Matt, you'll know them. Sylvester Stallone. He auditioned for the role. Oh, the, uh, the Terminator. Yeah, he tanked it. No, that, 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 was, uh, that was Schwarzenegger, Matt. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rambo. Do you think uh, Rocky and Rocky, too? I've never seen the Rocky Okay. but I've heard about them. Yeah, I think, yeah, so from what I'm thinking, I think he, yeah, he bombed his Star Wars audition on purpose. Said, quote, 
I would look like crap in spandex, leotards, and a ray gun. Guys in space don't have this face. <laughs> well, Harrison Ford is a dashing young man, so... He is. <laughs> I just imagine Stallone as Han Solo. It's like, I get you. You want to get to all run it? I'll get you to all run it. Yeah, I'll get you to all run it. I'm so I'm not so I'll get you to all run What'd you say, Chewie? <laughs> uh, next one, Matt. You'll know this one too. Kurt Russell, who played Ego in Guardians. I mean, I know him now. I have no idea. Uh, okay, well, 40 years ago. Uh, okay, he auditioned for the roles of Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, but he ended up taking a Western show on ABC. He probably should have auditioned for Obi Wan Kenobi because he's old. Yeah, well, he's young at the time, so. But I don't know what young Kurt Russell's like, so I'm well, putting him in as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay. He looked pretty bad at Did he? Oh, yeah. Uh, Escape from New York. I don't know even what that is. It's, All right. a, big, it's a famous movie. All right, here's a weird one, guys. Uh, Jodie Foster could, was considered to play Princess Leia. Oh, I could see it. She was, well, she was a big oven cover back well, then. Well, hold on, Peter. Let's hold your horses there. Uh... In this article, she told Total Film that she was too busy doing other projects, didn't regret her decision, and was barely in her teens when there was interest in her for the role. And and how early? 14 and 15. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Star Wars came out around the time Taxi, Taxi Driver did. Yeah, and uh, let's see, huh, uh, Harrison Ford was around, what, 33? Yeah, no. <laughs> that would have been yeah, that would have been bad. Uh, here's a Darth Vader one. So Orson Welles could have been the was almost used as the voice for Darth Vader. Ooh, that's cool. So George, so George ended up saying, "quote I just got killed by BB-8. I hate this." <laughs> George said, "quote it, it, I had to make a choice, and a choice that was tough. Uh, it was a tough choice, but an easy choice. It was between Orson Welles and James Earl Jones." And James Earl Jones won hands down. So, uh, I think he ended up winning that one. James Earl Jones. That We we really don't recognize uh, the voice of Darth Vader without, you know, thinking, oh, that's James Earl Jones behind doing the voice. You know, it's recognizable because of that. I'd say at the time Orson Welles was in the later years of his life and he was, he was just not caring about anything. He was actually the uh, voice of Unicron in the... Uh, 80s animated Transformers movie and you can tell he was just there for a paycheck like the voice is great and recognizable and deep and all but he was not giving it his all and it's it's pretty obvious <laughs> also there's some other I'm looking at another uh, website looper.com it said there's a rumor that Bill Murray was going to go up for the role of Han Solo I've heard that before yeah which that's kind of crazy that is kind of crazy. Honestly, I don't see Bill Murray more being Luke. Well, I like think early like episode, episode four, Luke. You know, the whiny kid, Luke. Yeah. And so those are some of the other ones that I know of. Do you guys know of any others that uh? Are... Well, I know um Han uh, Harrison Ford. I believe it was him. Yeah, he was actually kind of like a standing actor for the other people to play off of. Right. Um, whenever they were auditioning for their parts, and he just kept on knocking it out, and yada yada, they eventually decided to go with him. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, what happened, the film Lucas made before this was uh, American Graffiti, and Harrison Ford was in that. And he, at the time, Lucas was like, I don't want to work with people I already worked with again. But he knew he was strong enough to have for the auditions and <laughs> give, give it to Harrison Ford's talent. He, he, he made George Lucas not do what he intended to do. Probably much to the dismay of Harrison Ford because he hates Star Wars now. But hey, you know, <laughs> he got his money. All right. So I also have in this category story what ifs. Now, here's where I'm going to drop uh, a couple ones. Well, this one is more of a fact that we knew throughout the movies is basically Darth Vader's runtime. And the runtime. Now, Matt, this was the fact, one of the facts I told you months ago. So Yeah, and I've always kind of known that this is surprisingly low. Yeah, so to give you guys a rundown, Darth Vader was in A New Hope, 9 minutes and 15 seconds. He's That's in insane. Empire Strikes Back, 13 minutes and 15 seconds. That is also insane. And Return of the Jedi, 14 minutes and 45 seconds. Yeah, it's... That's nuts to think about. I remember talking to you about this, Matt. How it's crazy that one of the greatest villains in movie history only has that amount of screen time. Uh, it adds up to less than a half hour. It is. Well, no. Doing the math. Uh, is just over? Doing the math. So, in 376 minutes, approximately six hours of fill time, he was he was only in the movie for 37 minutes and 15 seconds. That's absolutely crazy but i think and he is the most iconic villain and i think one of the things we discussed is you made him an effective villain and that amount of time that's an achievement yeah and really basically every time vader's involved the scene revolves around Vader. yeah like you're Man, gravitated toward him like, you're really interested in know what what's this guy doing? What's going on with him? You know, he's interesting. Why is he wearing this mechanical suit and all this stuff? <laughs> all right. Now, this is the other fact. I, I almost don't think that's a problem because every Vader scene was effective. Oh, it's not a problem at all. No, it's, it's not. Oh, just crazy. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is in no way a problem. It's just kind of insane. Honestly, I think that's... What kind of hurt Kylo in a way is he was kind of overexposed a little bit. Where we saw too much emo and not, you know, enough evil. (laughs) Maybe. I think they're very different characters. Like, also, I feel like with Kylo, it's almost more of an... I've always said that Kylo is more of an extension of Episode 3 Anakin than actual Darth Vader. You know? Okay. Yeah. Like, he's kind of got the, the, you know, the, the windiness of episode three Anakin. More so than Darth Vader does. If you were to show me Kylo and Vader, which one is Anakin Skywalker? I'd probably say, well, he just dyed his hair black. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, now, this is the other thing I told you, Matt. And I don't know if Peter's heard this, but if he hasn't, he's in for a treat. Oh, boy. So, uh... So I'm looking at this article from ForceMaterial.com that talks about the origin of Darth Vader. And basically, here's the paragraph that you're going to find this nugget out, everybody. 
At the time, Lucas said the name sort of appeared in my head one day. I had lots of Darth oh. this, Darth and Darth that, and Dark Lord of the Sith. The early name was, I didn't even tell you this one, the early name was actually Dark Water. <laughs> Dark Water. Yeah. And then I added... so lucky that he ended up being cool. Well, I, then I added lots of last names. Vader's and Wilson's. And Smith's. Darth Wilson. Darth Wilson and Darth Smith. I guarantee you some hardcore young Star Wars fan with a father he hates, a stepfather he hates, who has the last name Wilson, probably calls him Darth Wilson. I can see that happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, that's a tough look from George right there. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. I think you did an impression of Palpatine when I told you that. With, uh, uh, did I? I think so. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Lord Wilson, rise. <laughs> oh, my. Lord Wilson, are you okay? <laughs> Can you hear me? <laughs> uh, are, do you guys have any other casting uh, directing what-ifs uh, that you know of? Not really. I don't know directors. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I don't know what they would have done differently. You know, I have no idea. Yeah. There's a couple of, like, what-ifs. Oh, what right, ifs. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have one. Yeah? Let's hear it. So, back in the day, as Star Wars was, you know, George Lucas is trying to figure it out, he had many a sequels planned so far down the road that he told Mark Hamill, hey, theoretically, would you be available in 2011 when I would probably do an episode 12? He's like, well, George, uh, I'd like to have a job in the next millennium, but uh, it's a commitment. What would that theoretical universe where maybe George Lucas doesn't get divorced and like Shawn Michaels loses smile, Matt, that was for you, by the way. No, I, I appreciate it, Peter, but I'm just sitting over here. I'm fuming right now. Oh, at Ryan? No, at you. <laughs> what? My what if that I was so excited about that I've been thinking about. <laughs> what if in 1999, <laughs> mm -hmm. instead of the prequels, we got sequels? Oh, my, my, mine, it's technically yours, but mine was a couple years after episode three we get episode four or i guess episode six we get episode seven uh yeah it, it's very similar to the same question though because basically mm -hmm. the essence of the question is what if you could actually continue the stories of luke Han, and leia mm -hmm. like that's, right. that's the, at the basis both of our questions are the same yeah because you know by the time that we got these sequels everyone was 60 Disney owned the rights, so they had no real interest in continuing the stories of these characters. Mm -hmm. If you put this back into 99, or even, yeah, even 2011, still under George, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. What What, what do you think that looks like, Peter? So, here, here's the big thing about this. Star Wars has been very, everybody, Star Wars, Disney, George, Lucasfilm, They've been very good about rewriting the histories. Like, Star Wars came on, it was a huge hit, and it was just loved forever. Right. Most of that is true. Star Wars yeah. came on the scene, it was a hit, and people loved it. However, after Episode Six and the 80s, you know, the blockbuster boom started with, you know, 
Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, Terminator, all these, all the yeah. classics of the 80s. Star Wars kind of got lost. Sure. It was and fun. Kenner, even though that cash cow, the toy line, they, they stopped in 85, and I think the last uh, animated show, Droids or Ewoks, I think it was, it was for sure done by 87. Yeah. Like, Star Wars just became a, a blip on the radar. People appreciate it, and people still knew to watch it, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it, just another one of those that was big, right? It, yeah. It's, it's kind of the Avengers of our day, in a way. Yeah. It got big, but eventually... And, to, uh, Ryan, you can close your ears. Eventually, people just be like, okay, it's another you know, Avengers film. I almost wonder, is Avatar... A, the, the Avatar only had one movie. Yeah. But, you know, so far at least. But Avatar was a better comparison because we've seen it run the course. Yeah. But, like, Avatar, it was big, exciting. People loved it. People forgot about it. Moved on. Yeah. Now, at this point, because it's been so long, no one's excited about a new one. Yeah. You know? I'm almost wondering if, let's say, Episode 7 happens in 88 or 89. I think they run the risk of Star Wars just becoming... Kind of what Fast and the Furious became. It's just Whoa. film mm. after film after film, and no one get. And it just it can get fun because it's so stupid. <laughs> sure. But at the same time, it's like I think it could have hurt the magic of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good I point. I think, in a way, I think that's what Disney's realizing right now is from the big theatrical standpoint, Star Wars is special to a lot of people because it's almost. It's like uh, the Disney Vault when VHS was a, a thing. They would release Cinderella and say, okay, get it now, because it's not going to be released until seven years later. That's it. It's, it's a generational thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, you ha- and if you had done that, maybe by 2011 we had 12 films. <laughs> you know, it's part of the zeitgeist maybe still, but does it feel special? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think there was a there was a huge reason why all of us when it was, when Force Awakens came out in 2015, even just the announcement late 2012, were like oh. for <laughs> two and a half years just giddy with excitement. Well, actually, Peter, um, let me see. Now, last show uh, sports podcast, I looked up one of my old tweets about Charlie Batch. <laughs> I'm going let me let me search on Twitter here and see if I've got any tweets about it because. I remember, and it's crazy that's me. I actually was very down on the return of Star Wars. You know, it's I, I remember we talked. I think we talked about this in the air office at, at one point. How I was excited for more Star Wars and thought it was in the right hands. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I was very much. Um, I, I was down on it. I was. I was kind of like. You know, you went six for six. I love you dearly. Um, you know, I, I did not trust. I did not like the idea. Here you go. Um, oh, man, there's some mean ones. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm dying. Well, so here is the first one. October 30th, 2012. Pretty bummed out there's going to be a seven Star Wars. The best movie series of all time might be ruined. <laughs> I was not Twitter in 2012. Uh, that's I know you didn't have me. This is me. <laughs> um, oh, I don't even know what this. I don't get what the references on this one. But January twenty second, twenty thirteen, 
Disney likes the Iron Man 3 idea, so Lando will be the main character in Star Wars 7. <laughs> I don't get it, but honestly, it wasn't that far off in some way. <laughs> Say that one more time? Disney likes the Iron Man 3 idea, so Lando will be the main character in Star Wars 7. And this is before Iron Man 3 came out. Yeah. <laughs> was it? That's uh, 2013. Well, it, you said January, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Wow. I don't know. That's weird. Wow. That's weird. weird. That's gonna keep me up at night. Yeah. I I I don't understand it. I don't know what to think about it. But yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get in the next category: favorite slash least favorite scenes or sequences. Oh, all-time Battle of Hoth. A lot of people say that, and I do love the Battle of Hoth. Yeah, like, it's actually, good. It's, I'm not going to say it's my least favorite part of episode 5, but episode 5, like, just keeps on getting better. Oh, yeah, episode 5, it it starts off crazy and it ends crazy. Well, even the, like, the Dagobah and Yoda stuff, you know, Han and, and Leia and all them going through the asteroid, asteroid field. And then you go to, uh, I love everything on Bespin. Um, you know, with, with the, the freezing chamber, and then you have the first confrontation between Luke and Vader. I, yeah, I, I love the Battle of Hoth. It is great. But I actually so kind of almost feel like, like, it just, like, episode five, it's so good. That that's not the thing. Like that's like my third favorite part of episode five. <laughs> but that's just how good episode five is. Like that's yeah. the best part of you know most movies in the world. Yeah, it's just a testament. It's just a testament of how good the movie is. I yeah. I would say my favorite part of Star Wars original trilogy is. Oh, <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> I know, right? No one that's how I knew it so well. <laughs> um no, I think it's probably it probably is the first Luke Invader lightsaber duel, episode five. Yeah, that's that sequence is so good and of course you get the big reveal. Yeah. In that. And, and like you can tell Vader's kinda of testing and toying with him. And then you can tell Vader gets kind of <laughs> and it's like, all right, kid, I've had enough of your BS. I mean, right before he cuts Luke's arm, Luke's arm off, like Vader has this big hack where he is just like going for it, and he could have just cut Luke's head off, and the whole saga's over. The saga ends there. <laughs> like he has this big old hat swing and a miss, and then Luke gets like a piece of his arm, and you see him go ah. And you know that if this wasn't, you know, made for the child, that would have been a big old F-bomb, and Vader had enough of him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I love that whole battle. And, and, you know, you kind of intercut that with the, uh, you know, or included, I guess, along with all the stuff ahead of that at the freezing chamber with Han and Leia and all that. And you have, you know, them getting away on the Falcon. And then also, like, the way it ends where Luke is given the choice of join your evil father or die. And he go. he kind of looks at the whole situation. He's hanging there and he looks down at the bridge. Like it looks below him. Just this giant, like tunnel thing. 
And then Strudge says, F- it, I'm just going to jump. Like, he would rather jump to his death than join his father. Matt, this reminded me. They've ruined that scene. What? Yeah, they've ruined that. They had uh, Luke uh, yell as he goes down now. I, what does he say? It's just, ah! as he's falling down. <laughs> oh, that doesn't ruin it. Of course it does, because the whole point of that scene was, it's a noble sacrifice. Like, there's no way, I don't want to join my father and be evil. This is the only way out, and I'm going to take it. Okay, I think you can still yell on your way down, though. I'm okay with it. There, there's no really changes out there. Like, the dude just had his arm cut off. Like, it could be a scream in pain. You know, I'm I'm okay with that one. Oh, I, I 100% disagree. That's a that was a bad change. I mean, I, I'm not saying it was good. I wouldn't have added it, but it's yeah. the worst ones. Yeah, they're definitely or. Uh, I guess Peter, you, what scenes stand out to you? What are some of your favorites? Oh, besides uh, the Battle Hoff. Yeah. So I would say next would probably be the first Death Star battle. Mm, yeah. It's yeah. just a giant success in leading everything to that one point. And it's so intense. Yeah. Especially, you know, the time where, you know, 15 minutes till closing. And it, it's a good, it's just good. It is it's good. a classic. Uh, oh. so, I, so I got four and five. I guess episode six. It's just a very small scene. It's when Luke takes a lightsaber and uh, clashes with Vader, and the Empress like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love that. Yeah, he's just so evil and loves it right there. He's well, like, yeah, I'm evil. And yeah, he's just talking crap to him that whole time. Oh, he's he is goading him. It is. If, if that was a Peter John Lewis, he would be saying, "Bet you won't do it." <laughs> <laughs> My only problem with that is I never quite understood, and I guess maybe compliments the Rise of Skywalker, where I never understood episode eight or in episode six why the Emperor's plan was to get killed, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like I never quite grasped it because, like, like I, maybe like I always kind of wrote in my head like he knew Vader would break it up and it wouldn't happen and then Vader would die and so like we would be his apprentice but I just never understood why, Va- why why Palpatine kept on being like you know strike me down like I was like well if you're dead isn't that like not what you want yeah <laughs> I, I feel like when you just have so much power you're just bored at that point it's like I need something to do okay and that's fair <laughs> I, I just never quite totally understood that one growing up Palpatine changes his mind so freaking much. I, I was always fine with it, though. <laughs> um, I do have to give a shout-out. Uh, this is one of my favorite things about Star Wars, is how everyone can have so many different favorite characters and favorite scenes. Um, you know, my girlfriend Rebecca, her favorite thing in all of Star Wars is Luke crashing the X-Wing into Dagobah and R2-D2 just stealing the show for the rest of that scene. Where R2 makes a big... 
my favorites i don't know if this is a favorite but you know it's a good nice revenge scene uh in a new hope the same people get revenge and hurt luke uh at, because of anakin basically killing off all the women men and children <laughs> you know i never thought of it that way Yeah, I guess, or something of like that, but, uh... That's a, that's a really good point. It is kind of getting revenge on that, on, <laughs> on Anakin. <laughs> then we realized the it. Men, but the women, and the children, too. <laughs> Imagine if the line was, this is, this is, uh, revenge for your father, from your father. It's like, wait, how do you know who my father is? <laughs> like, the whole reveal of Darth Vader being... Luke Skywalker's dad was done in episode four by Tusk Well, <laughs> you know what? That's very similar. Uh, How I Met Your Mother, there's an episode in like season one where they go to a strip club on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and the stripper says like, hey, my name is, I don't remember what it was. And Ted's like, oh, my name is Ted. And then she goes like, no, actually, it's Tracy. And he goes, <laughs> I'm still Ted. And then like freeze frame and you have Bob Saget, the you know, old Ted voice. And he goes, and kids, that's the story of how I met your mother. And his mother's name, like, his wife's name was Tracy. 
Okay. But in season one, they make a joke about her being Tracy. He was a stripper. <laughs> uh, and, and, I mean, I remember reading many fan theories about it. I never bought into it. So that would have been actually a lot of fun. If the Jawas played major spoiler, it just no one believed it. Oh, man. So, a couple of my favorite scenes probably take place in episode six. I really love the whole, the Ewoks think C-3PO's a god. Yes, that's hilarious. <laughs> that is so good. And, you know, I also kind of love, you know, after they get, you know, they're not riled up anymore, they are un- they untie them, where, like, he and R2-D2 kind of, like, tell the story of what's going to happen to them. And mm-hmm. and then, you know, afterwards, the, the tribe leader's like, Oh yeah, you guys can join the tribe now. You're good to go. <laughs> now I know Rebecca will love this. It's when they freed when the Ewoks freed our changes immediately fall on his face. <laughs> <laughs> and then shocks a guy and then shocks an Ewok. <laughs> There's actually like five or six times in the original trilogy where R2 D2 just does a face plant. <laughs> and every time. It makes me laugh hard. Uh, Obviously, with Sequel, the most sassy character there is. He is. Oh, absolutely. Like, Princess Leia, we know she's sassy because she talks. Oh, R2, even with his little cute beeps, he, you know he is just throwing shade. Oh, me and Rebecca have a running joke in theory that, like, R2-D2 only cusses. <laughs> that like every word like it is worse than Peter Lewis that like every Ooh. phrase he says just cursing out C-3PO let's see and I, it makes the movies even better that way especially when it's directed at C-3PO oh yeah <laughs> oh I just love how analytical he was in that scene it's like they seem to have taken to me as some sort of god <laughs> uh, it's like you could just say oh they think I'm god like, no, he has to put all those little words in there. <laughs> it's very Sheldon Cooper. Yeah. Like, uh, parts of Sheldon Cooper. But uh, I think... Parts of that? Yeah. yeah. I think one of my other favorite scenes is also in that movie is, you know, the final battle with when the Ewoks are getting in on the action and how they're just killing I, the stormtroopers in every which way. <laughs> well, I agree. I love that. Apparently old people are grouchy and don't like that. Ah, I've always them. enjoyed the Ewoks. Oh, the Ewoks. Go ahead, Peter. Oh, I'm, I'm saying Ewoks are great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the Ewoks. That apparently is a big thing of contention. Yeah, and then I think my final one is that final Vader, Luke Skywalker lightsaber battle. You know one of my favorite parts is, and it's very like under the radar favorite. When Luke turns himself in in Episode Six, and just like the whole lead up like the elevator ride mm-hmm. right like all of the, it, it honestly in, in a way it almost reminds me of the uh Spider-Man Homecoming car ride right with, oh uh, um uh Vulture right yeah um it kind of has a little bit of that tension to it and, and obviously the results are very different too but like that moment of like Luke talking to the Vader and just basically calling like you won't strike me down you know there is still good to you I sense all of that Oh, the tension, I feel like, kind of mirrors through the two of them. Yeah. I think it's fun. I think it's good. I think so, too. Uh, I guess let's move... I like Star Wars. I guess let's move on to things that have aged the best slash worst. I guess let's start what's aged the worst. Uh, I Technology, I think, it, in CGI is an easy one. Uh, yeah. Well, here's the 
films prior to the advent of CGI, I don't really go too hard on it unless it just looks really fake. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll give the original trilogy credit; they were very, they, they were probably the, they were easily the best of their time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! And like the lightning looked really, really good in episode six. Yeah, it did. The fact that they got the lightsabers as yeah. they went on to look better, and that was before CGI. That's that's crazy. And I, I kind of pre- I excuse it because I appreciate all the work they put into it. Like, swear. look how they actually got had Tie Fighters fly. Like, it's all just tricks with cameras, putting it in front of a blue screen, and like through the magic of coloring, they get the blue out. And this is, again, the three of us know this from our editing days, or our, our editing careers. This is without computers. Imagine how that is. Oh my, that'd be miserable. Yeah. And they and they had to do this multiple times. Yeah. Scenes. Like the that's true. The battle, the, the second battle, of the Death Star. I'm almost amazed. We don't have stories about just a mass of special effects stars at the time just offing themselves at, of all the work they had to do. <laughs> This one is uh, age worse. It's all it's always age worse. Uh, of course, Leia kissing Luke and her saying in Episode Six, somehow I always know. Uh, I always oh, knew. I forget. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, not great. Uh, <laughs> not, not what you want to see there. Well, I, if we're defending our our princess here, I, you could say that was more just a to stick it to Han. Yeah. Type of moment. That's a real commitment to sticking it to Han. Listen, Princess Leia. I mean, when it, com- when it comes to Han Solo, she will do anything to get a one up. So let's see. This one. This one takes. Um, and speaking, Ryan. Uh, speaking back off of that, real quick. Yeah. I think the part about Luke asking, "What's your mother? What your mother look like?" She was beautiful, but very sad. Yeah, that, that's because she was dying in childbirth, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, so, so those continuity question marks that kind of come out of it? Yeah. Not great. Yeah, not great. Uh, this one... Uh, it, it was... It's an episode six. Yeah. When Luke is just about to go turn himself in, 
he goes he goes off he, he leaves the little camp right after they're uh, you know declared members of the uh, Jawa or not Jawa the uh, Ewok yeah. Council and he goes off on that bridge and then Leia goes and tracks him down talks to him one last time before he goes and Luke asks what Leia remembers of her mother oh okay. I always said that's her adopted mother I, I think Luke says your real mother I thought so too. Oh, okay. And also, why does Luke care about Leia's adopted? Leia's adopted? Yeah. <laughs> like now that he knows they're brother and sister. Yeah, that's true. Oh, did he? Did he know they were brothers at that point? Yeah, because he put two and two together on Dagobah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay, that's, that's all clicking. Okay, that's that's weird. All right. This. Yeah, that, that's a weird one. This quote. <laughs> This quote aged pretty bad from A New Hope. Mom freaking died of sadness in a galaxy where we can repair your limb getting chopped off realistically. <laughs> in a world where Obi-Wan... You know, we always talk about, like, why didn't Anakin just use Force Heal? Why didn't Obi-Wan yeah. use Force Heal? Yoda's there, too. Mm-hmm. You mean some of that Yoda and Obi-Wan combined could have used the uh, Kylo and Rey trick on Padme? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't care. <laughs> is that what you're telling me, Rise of Skywalker? Is that what you're telling me on May 4th when you come straight to Disney Plus? We don't care about him. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Speaking of Obi Wan, here's a quote from A New Hope. Uh, talking about you, after they take away, I believe C3PO or uh, well, they do something. They attack the Jawas. That's what it is. And Obi Wan says, "Quote: These blasts are too blast points are too accurate for sand people." <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> let, let, let me say this here: In Episode five, Four, the stormtroopers are actually—I believe that—because the reason they were so bad at shooting them as they left the Death Star is because they wanted to get there. Prince Leia says as much, like, "Yeah," because uh, I think Han was like. Man, we got there pretty easy, just like, because they're tracking us, you right. nerf herder. <laughs> That's fair. Because, so, you know, from what we've seen, I mean, I got the, uh, the opening of that movie. They're just coming in, gunning them down left and right. Yeah. That's true. Now, the, the, the later films, yes, they yeah. really went in, into that whole, you know, bad guy stupid sh- at shooting bit. <laughs> but episode four, that one time, I think Obi-Wan was correct. He just didn't have the, the foresight to know what the future looked like. Do you guys uh, have anything left for anything that's age or worse? Well, I, I don't know if it's worse. I mean, honestly, like the worst, I, I would say the worst parts of Star Wars, the original trilogy, Jedi Rocks. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, like, obviously they're not perfect. No. But, like, one of the really cool things with Star Wars, and maybe it's just, you know, I'm so forgiving of, of those older ones, I guess, that, like, even the things that aren't good, mm-hmm. I kind of adore. Like, I get so excited when I watch episode six, because on, you know, on the, uh, on the, on the what is it, not the flagship, but, like, whatever the, the thing is with the, um, uh, the solid pit. Yeah. Right? During that whole fight. Mm-hmm. When Luke does the force kick, mm-hmm. like, when Luke does the kick and he totally whiffs, like, almost any other movie, 
it'd be like, oh, bad acting, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you knew they left that in, or, you know, <laughs> the Jedi kicks that he totally misses. But there's just something about it where I just, I, I get excited every time I watch episode six for that moment. Because, I guess because it is kind of bad, it's kind of a mistake, but I love it. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the stormtrooper hitting his head in the hallway. <laughs> like, I, if I if I noticed that I missed that part, I rewind and I rewatch it. Yeah. Or, like, if I noticed that, like, Rebecca didn't react, I, like, chuckled. I'll be like, you missed, you missed it, didn't you? And I'll, <laughs> I'll rewind and, like, be like, all right, now watch that stormtrooper. Then, dunk! <laughs> like, I don't know, even the worst things about Star Wars, I still just, like, find charming. Yeah. So, I got a list of the things that I think have aged the best. I want to get your guys' opinion. I got a long list. I'm going to start from the bottom down. Uh, I got the Ewoks. Uh, yeah, they've definitely gotten better with age because yeah. a lot of the people who don't like them are grouchy old people. And yeah. Now we outnumber them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's yeah. see. Up next. Quote from Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. Yeah, Akbar. I tell you what, meme culture has really helped Akbar. Yes. Too. Like Akbar, that was a meme in the eighties. Yeah. Like before Twitter. <laughs> he made me a meme. Let's see the "I love you, I know" moments that we oh, get. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the backstory I imagine you guys know is uh, they didn't. There was an original lie. I forget what it was supposed to be. I think it was just, I love you back. Yeah. Like, it was like, I love you too. Mm-hmm. And Kirshner knew, oh, this isn't working. And Harrison's like, well, what do you say? He's like, just, just go and comes to you. And he's like, action. And Harrison Ford, being the professional he is, was like, I know. Because <laughs> yeah, that's a Han Solo response. Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. As much as he hates that character, he knows who Han Solo is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, next up, of course, the I am your father reveal. Uh, Listen, the first time you see it, it it's really good. And of course, you know, as you see it subsequent times, you know it's coming, but like it's still like a bone chilling moment. Like, oh it's crap. Of, it's so out of left field. Yeah. Because you have, uh, I got killed by BB 8 again. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because you, you assume, yeah, Obi Wan's telling the truth. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. Uh, well, that, and then it turns out it's like, well, from a certain point of view, I was. Yeah, yeah, that line. Uh, I'm, I'm going that that age bad. <laughs> Again, that's that's probably because no one knew what that was going to be then. Yeah, yeah. And I think the from a certain point of view line really kind of saves it. Like better than just like lying, like oh, you weren't ready to know. Mm-hmm. I'm saying from a certain point of view. It's a really good cover-up. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, let's... So I think he, maybe at that point he, just didn't, he wouldn't want to complicate things, I guess, for Luke. Yeah. And, and to, to not admit to lying. Right? Like, Obi-Wan didn't say, I was trying to hide it from you. Obi-Wan didn't say, you weren't ready, you know, for the truth. Like, you were, you could you couldn't handle the truth. I know that's a movie <laughs> reference. I don't know what movie. I know uh, you did reference. Bet. Ah, uh, dang! I was gonna say lethal weapon. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I love that one. Uh, let's see, a couple others. Uh, the Imperial March, which doesn't get introduced to us until Episode Five. Doesn't get played in Episode Four at all. Uh uh-uh. uh 
beginning, you think about it, you never really had a good opening for it because... Well, I also like the very opening of the movie, though. Like, Vader going through the hallway. True. I think that would have been the moment. Yeah. I think that's how what I remember hearing about it, but either way, the Imperial March has aged really well. Oh, it's, it's almost as iconic as the Star Wars theme itself. Well, yeah, that's... Yeah, I don't know what's argue more iconic. Well, well, that's one of the things that's aged well, the score, and along with that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the Cantina Band, yeah. getting up, rest in peace. Uh. <laughs> Jedi Rocks. Uh. Like, we know John Williams is the GOAT, but... Yeah. He nailed yeah. it in these three movies. And that's crazy. Yep. To nail it perfectly in three movies where... Oh, all the Star Wars, though. Honestly, the, the music's great. Yeah. I'm saying for these three, if you probably just played music from a scene without the, the picture or sound of the uh, performers, you could probably be like, oh, yeah, that's uh, Bespin. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, that's true. A uh, couple other moments I had there that I think have aged pretty well, especially for meme matri- material. Quote, these are not the droids you are looking for. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's, that's, a good, that's a good call. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, what I love about that scene is I never knew if Obi-Wan was doing the force trip to all the stormtroopers or, or that there's that one and the rest of his friends were just oblivious or just not caring. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, Frank, these are clearly the droids looking for. No, they're not. He said so. He's clearly a Jedi. <laughs> He's clearly, ask him, are you a Jedi? Like, I'm not a Jedi. As he does the force face, like, he's not a Jedi. It's like, Frank, you are incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, it, Obi-Wan does mention something about weak, the weak-minded, or somebody does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they are. A uh, couple other things. Java, uh, actually, might be the one that introduces that. Yeah. Whatever yeah. yeah, that whole concept. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A couple other things. R two D R two D two and C three PO. Uh, especially as being sort of like avatars to of our of the story, we're the first characters we're introduced to. Mm-hmm. So getting them, uh, throughout all this is great, and uh, also I think this is uh. The last couple things, uh, uh, Darth Vader, of course. I mean, like we said, guy's one of the most iconic movie villains of all time, and uh, you you can recognize him pretty easily. And you know, one of the great things about Star Wars is in these original trilogy movies is that each one has like a specific scene that truly makes it a space opera. Yeah. Like, we have monsters, we have crime, we have space battles, we have sword fighting, we have war. It's kind of almost everything you could want. Like, episode six is, it's crazy. You, you open with, you know, a slug, he fights the Rancor, <laughs> he's doing all these acrobatics and force kicks, they blow up the, they blow up the man's freaking party yacht, and as Leia kills him in a revealing outfit. Then you have everything that follows. Like, there's just so much. I think that's what everything after tried to recapture, but forgot there was a story tying it together. Yeah. Like, especially the prequels. Like, look at all these plants and fun things we're doing. It's like, yeah, but why are we doing this, though? Yeah. Because of taxes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good grief. You know what? That uh, that brings me to my last one, the opening crawl. Listen, yeah. With the opening crawl, 
Uh, I remember listening to, I, I was listening to a podcast recently talking about this, talking about George getting ready to release A New Hope. And Matt, and Peter, you'll know who the director is, Brian De Palma. Uh, he suggested to him, you know, you just can't drop a person directly into the story. You got to give them some background, kind of tell them, well, you know, what's going on right now, what you're dropping them into, what, where are they at in this part of the story, and then go right from there. And it completely worked, and it's become an iconic part of Star Wars history. I mean, the opening crawl tells you what you need to know, and then you have the imagery with the uh, the Rebel uh, blockade runner and the Star Destroyer. Like, right. You, you understand the size comparison between the Empire and Rebellion, how powerful the Empire is. Like, it, it does everything you need to know about this universe in two minutes without yep. even knowing what I'm getting into. Here's how good the opening crawl is. That is a storytelling mechanism. Right. That is so perfect mm -hmm. that every single movie really should copycat it. Oh, but yeah. not a <laughs> single one that I know of ever has. What that scene did was it eliminated exposition. That right. That slowed the film down. Like you, have, you have little bits and pieces here. It's like, oh, yeah, me and your dad... We used to pimp it in the Clone Wars. Like you, you, you were pimping in the Clone Wars. I was like, right, son. <laughs> doing death sticks. <laughs> we got Death Star. I gotta say, I, I'm just realizing Star Wars has probably become the most fun thing to parody. Because <laughs> I think people are just have such connection to it that they can appreciate the how it is kind of silly, but it's so good. Well, and everybody gets the references. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everybody does. But, like, back to the call, though. Like, it, that is the best thing, I think, on Star Wars. Like, like, the best singular thing that they did from, like, a movie-making standpoint might be the crawl. Yeah. Like, even, like, like to, to help their purposes, like, that's incredibly smart. And it's so good that, like, I, I, Peter, you know, you've seen all the movies. Has there ever been another movie that has, like, had an opening crawl like that? It's, like, really tried to replicate it? Well, I mean, you know, Lucas based a lot of these films on, you know, the films he grew up with, the serials like Flash Gordon. Because, you know, when he went to the movies back in the day, there'd be, like, little, uh, Little mini mini shows playing beforehand. The, the, the shorts, yeah, yeah. like the, yeah. Uh, it would always be like last time on Flash Gordon, just in case you know you didn't see that last week's movie. Sur Survivor still does that, yeah. yeah. Well, not anymore. They stopped about two seasons ago. But, but from a modern standpoint, and even then, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of almost become a trademark, an unofficial trademark of Star Wars. Yeah. If you do it, people are like, look at you ripping off Star Wars, you frauds. Yeah, <laughs> that is exactly what happened. Even though the whole point of the crawl was, it was just George Lucas doing what he knew growing up. Yeah. That's... It's, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> it is. Uh, I guess I probably mentioned some of your guys' what's age the best. Am I right? Or do you guys have any personal ones that you have that, you know, you personally like? Honestly, you know, if I were to rewatch any Power Rangers shows I grew up with, I'd be like, oh, this is campy. I can't believe I was into it. I still love it and appreciate it, but it's just silly. Star Wars, hasn't that hasn't happened. I, take it ser I can take it seriously and yeah. respect it. And also, uh, just the universe. 
like as a bit of a geek, I would love to live in the Star Wars universe as a bounty hunter or crime lord. Because <laughs> it's just so cool. Bespin is my favorite Star Wars planet, hands down. Everything about again, that's why I love Lando. He is a he is a straight up womanizer and he owns a cloud city on a gas giant. That is so great. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> but yeah, Hoffa is great. Everything they introduce, all the planets in those films are so recognizable. Like, you know, sure, the prequel ones are cool, and the sequel ones are just barely non-existent right. <laughs> or important. The original trilogy, they just knock it out of the park. Because you know why? They kept it grounded. They didn't go to 750,000 planets in two seconds. No, it's like, we're on Tatooine for this part. We're going to go to Yavin. Now we're going to kill the Death Star. It's great. Well, and, and yeah, like whenever Alderaan gets blown up, it matters. Yeah. Because we, like, we like Princess Leia at that point. Right, we know, that's where she's from. Yeah, that is basically, they just attacked our princess. Whereas, you know, again, let's let's start reeling on Force Awakens here. Well, from my perspective, when they blow up those five planets, like, it's like, uh, I I mean, yeah, I'm pointing at the screen like, what the heck, what was that, Kylo? It's like, I don't know. I just had to do what the script said, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I think of things, like, the specific question of what aged the best, I kind of think of that being like, you know, like, what gained in, like, 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 I think the Ewoks is a great call for things <laughs> that, like, aged the best. Mm-hmm. Because I think people now think of it higher than they did then. And I think... Um, let me think here. I don't know. I think you've pretty much touched on everything. You know, I, I think to summarize what I just said, it's the magic aged well, because you are still having yeah, five-year-olds watching it today and loving it just as much as, you know, the five-year-olds of 1977 who are boomers now. Yeah. And also, like, that that magic part, you know... It is there for the prequels too. Like, like there is a level of that world building. You know, it's there in whatever avenue somebody got into Star Wars for the first time. Oh, that came out of the original trilogy. It, it really, you know. Um, oh, like, a- Attack of the Clones. It kind of is the one that had a lot of that Star Wars elements to it. You have crime, you have monsters, you have war, space, yeah, space opera stuff. Yeah. And that's the one I was really hyped for because I was like, "Oh, they're making they make they're making a new Star Wars." Like Peter, you saw the new Star Wars like in '99. Like I don't remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, funny funny part going back to that story. I think before Episode Two, we went to Blockbuster. Rest in peace. Love that place. And rented Episode One, <laughs> oh. and I was like, "Oh, okay." But I saw those clone troopers. I was like, "I'm in. I want. I want them all." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, Django Fett. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah, Django, right there. You know what? I. I think Boba. His stock is risen. Well, I had him on here. Like yeah, with the Mandalorian and, and kind of the Boba Fett cult that's out there. Mm-hmm. I'd say Boba Fett's stock is risen. You know what I think made people like Boba Fett? It's kind of like a 
Stan Lee's reason why people love Spider-Man. Because he's completely covered, you can almost identify and put yourself in his shoes. And the same with Boba is he doesn't say that much. Like, you know he's a guy, but realistically, you could almost forget that, like, ooh, like, a a young girl could be like, ooh, I could grow up to be Boba Fett. Yeah. It's kind of, it's almost like a catch-all character for everybody, because you don't know who's under that. Yeah. And he's not supernaturally powered. You know, he's no. not a jetpack, right? No. He's just a dude with a gun and a jetpack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think the last thing I have here, I didn't mention this up top, but uh, who came out on top during the trilogy? Who who won? I gotta say, it's gotta be George. I mean, he does have billions upon billions of dollars. I was about to say, his bank account sure won. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 I mean, I think, well, I mean, did anybody lose? I guess... Well, I like, mean, film history won, geek culture won. Yeah. We all won. Uh, Video games won. Mm-hmm. Action figures won. Children won. Adults Ken- lost. Kenner Toys was making bank yeah. during those days. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, there was many, many winners in the Star Wars universe. Including us, Honestly, guys. The, the, the real losers, unfortunately, were... Probably Hamill and Fisher, because they really never got to bigger heights after this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially, I mean, I can't think of anything else that Carrie did that. Pretty much got typecast, unfortunately. Uh, as far as Mark goes, I mean, I know he was the voice of the Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, they're kind of, and you see a lot with a lot of big franchise type things, you know? Outside of, like, Jennifer Aniston, most of the people from Friends didn't really go on to do much. You know, the the cast of Seinfeld didn't go tear it up too much, really. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, Dry- Dreyfus got her uh, the VP show down the road, so... Down the road, you know? And, and Jason Alexander did fine. You yeah. Know? But, I mean, that's the thing. When you're in these gigantic things, that's just kind of the way it seems to go. A lot of times. Kramer had that incident at the nightclub. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not great. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Well. That was bad. So, now, is that all? Um, I believe so. I think so. All right. The early stuff, at least. Well, listen, we got a lot of Star Wars content on May the 4th. We got this. Rise Skywalker got Clone Wars. So, those of you that are finishing it up. Match just started Clone Wars, and he's enjoying every bit of it so far on uh, season one. In. How many episodes are there in season one again? What? How many episodes are there in season one again? I don't know. I'm on the 20th one. I feel like, well, I feel like <laughs> it's about the, I feel like it's about, I feel like there's about 22 or 23, so I think you're about to wrap up season one. Oh, that's exciting. So, yeah, it's exciting. So, uh, Matt's enjoying it, so. We got a fun-filled Star Wars day on May the 4th, including this podcast for you guys. And guys, as always on every podcast, before we get out of here, guys, finally, where can people find you at on social media? It is at the actual Peter. Uh, at real Matt Foreman, don't go searching my old tweets. And Matt, as a... And I, don't Matt, one. I don't want a James Gunn situation. <laughs> And Matt, your YouTube channel as well, even though this is entertainment, but go ahead and plug At it. Real Matt Mormon Sports. Go follow him on YouTube, guys. I talk about sports. Yeah, go check it out. We did a four four and a half hour live stream the other day of the NFL draft. Oh, 
Uh, <laughs> that was a week ago already. Yeah, that was a week ago of the of the time we're recording this. So my throat still has not uh, fully recovered. <laughs> so, guys, that'll do it for us here. Uh, hope you had a little bit of fun with us. Take a look back at this beloved trilogy that is the original trilogy of Star Wars. You know, in a time like this, you know, it's nice to go back, experience these movies, a lot of fun moments. And like we said, this is good Star Wars. We love these movies. With that being said, guys, as always, our Meyer, we're all in this together. Stay safe, stay healthy, and remember, the Force will be with you always.